0: What's good, everyone? You're listening to WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. We're a student run nonprofit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm DJ Lucid, and this is Off the Record. Here with me today are some of the very talented members of the five piece band Cigarettes at Sunset. Welcome, you guys. Let's do some introductions.
1: Hi, what's up? Um, I'm Garrett, and. I sing and play rhythm guitar, and yell at Ryland a lot.
2: What's up, I'm Ryland, um, I play lead guitar and get yelled at by Garrett a lot.
3: My name is Ethan, I play drums, and I try to intervene on their
1: yelling up pretty often. And then the two people that aren't here are doing really cool, important school stuff, and that is Wells Whitman on backup vocals and bass, and Sarah Van on violin.
0: So where are you all coming from today?
1: We are from Boone, North Carolina, but uh, we're all a little bit, uh, a couple miles away from Boone, North Carolina. Ron's from Banner Elk, which is like 30 minutes from there, and then I grew up an hour away in Plum Tree, deep in the holler. And then Ethan is from, what do you even call it?
3: I'm from Waxhaw, which <laughs> is a, a farm <laughs> town in the very corner of the state. Uh, and then I came to Abstate and just stayed in boone wasn't quite ready to leave yet
0: (laughs) beautiful well we appreciate you guys driving down and being with us here today one thing i'm always curious about when i meet bands is what's the deal behind cigarettes at sunset i'm sure you guys get that all the time but where did that come from
2: so i guess i came up with the name for it um, we were up on this cool little viewpoint in town, um, and it was sunset, you know, we were out there and we decided it'd be a great time to smoke a couple cigarettes. And then we were sitting there and we were like, wow, cigarettes at sunset. That could be a cool band name. <laughs> and that's kind of where it started. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was moving. It was.
2: It's a moving testament. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I see cigarettes a lot in like your album covers your instagram posts would you guys say that's kind of a staple of your band
3: sadly the branding is yeah like <laughs> definitely a part of it but i don't know it kind of helps have that fun edgy side as kind of sad of a promotional material as that can be <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't smoke cigarettes they're bad
1: for you don't do it at yeah all. don't smoke them <laughs> but the whole point of the band is like we were hanging out as friends and so i guess there's some Yeah. Sometimes when you're young, you do things you shouldn't do. and um, (laughs) But that's also where the best stories come from. So that's kind of what I like to think the band name means. Very
0: true. I love that. Okay. well, you guys have been working together for, what, over three years now? Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. A long time. It's getting longer by the day, my friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how did you guys meet and decide to come together as a band?
2: Uh, I met Garrett through a job. We were working together as raft guides. It was pretty cool. Um, and then, kind of how we met everybody
1: else. right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, we met Wells through the rafting. But like, we weren't working there. We'd quit. We got a little tired of it. <laughs> but um, Wells was working there at the time, and so we met him there. Um, and he was in another band called Yes Dude, and we actually we have like a song with them, and they're great. And Really, they're the reason that we like got into playing music live. We just made it at Ryland's house. But then they like, we went to a show or maybe we, you didn't go to a show. And then they played our song before we even played it and we are like, ah, oh, gotta <laughs> do that. So um, yeah, everything through the rafting, I feel like is how this all started. Other than Ethan, Ethan was like this weird, mythical ghost. I was the Craigslist fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was like, uh, yeah, that's just how I guess it all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> we are really, we just like, we're friends and it just, it, it's mm-hmm. always worked that way. And that's uh, where the music comes from is just hanging out. And sometimes practice turns into uh, maybe just staring at our phones, but in a collective circle and <laughs> we're doing it together and that's what matters, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Not that we haven't practiced. Huge for team cohesion. Huge, huge. <laughs>
0: Huge. So you guys have been collaborating as a band for a while, but you've been friends for even longer. And how does that influence your writing process, like the connection you all have?
3: It's huge. And there's a lot of it that allows for a lot more open honesty in a band. And that's really important if you're making something that you want other people to latch onto. And that's something that I think we're really, really good about, at least yeah. in our own process, is... We have our own little checks and balances in place to make sure everybody can get on board with everything. Right.
1: Yeah. Everyone likes, likes the songs a little bit different. We're all different, but we all have the same idea of how we want it all to feel at the end of it. And like our big thing is it doesn't have to sound perfect, it just has to feel perfect if it feels good. I think it's really important to have like everyone have a moment in each song where it's like theirs so that it's that's how we record, anyways is we we focus on making sure everyone has that perfect moment where they shine. And then it all works together, because it just, you know. I keep, (laughs) dear listener, I have been putting my hands together, if you can hear it through the microphone. (laughs) Well, that
0: was was a really good answer. (laughs) 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 So, would you say the actual process of making your music, is that more collaborative or divided like instrumental and lyrics?
1: Collaborative, big time, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. That was like, the when when it got started, we wrote this song called Ferrari and it was just me and Ryland at this point. Um, And like me and Ryland didn't have anything and like I was trying to write a song that I thought Ryland would like. Um, And then it just pushed me to be a better writer and that's kind of the whole point I think is we all just try to push each other to keep open minds and somehow make it all, make it all work. Cohesive-ish. <laughs> Cohesive-ish, okay? <laughs> we, don't, we don't want it to sound perfect. <laughs> that's the whole point.
0: Okay. So even though you guys only formed together as a band a few years ago, you're still kind of a baby band. Baby band. How long have you all been making music in general, individually?
1: Mm,
3: that's a good question. I think... I started drums when I was nine years old and then started taking it actually seriously in college and then played in two bands before joining this one. And yeah, it was probably about five years ago that it got serious for making music on my end.
2: I uh, I like played guitar and stuff for a while and then when I finally met Garrett, I realized that we could make demos in Logic. And it was pretty sick and um, very eye-opening for me. And that's kind of when I started like recording music.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know, when I was like 11, I guess I just was like, ooh, I wanna write songs. So I kept trying to figure out how to do that, but I did not know how to play an instrument until like seventh grade. Maybe I learned how to play the piano, but that was just like, I could play C and G and go back and forth. <laughs> I didn't really figure out how to write songs until we all started like spending time together. Like I always knew what I liked in a song. But yeah, I've just, I guess I've been, I've wanted to do music my whole life, or at least since I was 11, and I guess that's when I started living. (laughs) Because everything else before that is probably uh, unmentionable.
0: (laughs) So you said that Rylan and Garrett, you were the first two in the band.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So how do you think that your style or your music sense has changed since joining the band, or have you always enjoyed playing this kind of music?
1: I
2: think me and Garrett fight over what it's gonna yeah. sound like a lot. Um and I think it kinda works out sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't.
1: Yeah, I that was the thing when we first started making songs, we didn't know what we wanted to make. Yeah. So we were just like, I mean, it if you open that file, it looks wild in there. Like we can't it's just crazy. Um but once, you know, people were like, Oh, it's kinda good, we started figuring out like what we liked and Wells was huge for like being a part of it. Wells joined after our first show, and at first, like we didn't know if he was just kind of filling in or not, but then he was like it was integral that Wells had to be there, and let alone he had to be like one helping us write the songs and so and then that just keeps happening with everyone, like Sarah is more and more involved, like Sarah didn't join till the third show, and that was because we were playing in a parking lot and <laughs> across from a Harris Teeter, and um, she grew up with Ryland, and so we called her, and was like, hey, do you wanna come play violin on this one song? We were playing Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But she was like, yeah, and so she came in, and she was like, sitting there learning it. We had like an hour to play, and then we were just like, yo, Sarah, do you wanna stay up here with us? And then she played a couple more songs, and then from there she was part of the band ever since. Um, But She's also busy um being in school and so as well so it's like really cool to see them uh as well as these guys like devote their time to as much as we spend trying to do what we love i don't even remember what the question (laughs) (laughs) i get to get to chatting y'all
0: yeah so your music style is what we were talking about oh yeah (laughs) oh my god yeah it has a really unique sound there's a lot of elements that i feel like go into that like there's like folk, a little punk, like a little Ooh. indie. Yeah. How would you guys describe your sound? What would you what would you call it? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, what yeah, is it? Like feel. what is it, you know? I'm never on the receiving end of the questions here. Is
1: it dad rock? No. Is it When you put, when we say the word indie, it feels like we're way too into ourselves and we're not. And then if you say pop, it's like no, no.
3: It feels kind of, from the outside looking in, because I was just a fan of this band for months on end before I actually joined it, but it feels as if there was like a country singer that had a bit harsher of a heavy phase, and then a lot of distorted guitar came together, and then it's like, it, it's not quite punk, but it's it's getting close to it, I don't yeah. know. Genres are scary for stuff like that because it's hard not to sound pretentious. But we're floating somewhere mm. around there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> somewhere around like parking lot punk. <laughs> Ooh, I
1: like parking lot punk or like um, tractor angst blues Ooh. type stuff. Ooh. <laughs> That's tractor a good one. Angst. I don't know. I hope our music keeps changing a little bit. You know, I mm-hmm. hope it's always like that. Like it sounds like there's a bunch of different stuff. But I do hope it's like gets different. I'm excited about that part. That's our yeah. favorite part is getting to make the music.
0: Are there any like? Notable influences you guys take on?
1: So many, so many that that I try to get away with. Um, Why don't you go first, Ryland? I think
2: Ethan's got some good answers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm the black sheep of this group. I'm into weird music, but um, for my end, it's like mainly instrumental stuff. A lot of like modern jazz and oh, it sounds so pretentious to say out loud, but stuff like that, (laughs) just instruments going (laughs) makes me really happy.
1: Um man I I love Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> he's just this old pian- he's just like this great piano player and he could write a song and that was what got me into music so it's like very to me it means a lot to me. Um but for the band, I don't know. I'd say like Nirvana for sure. Um we listen to a lot of Nirvana and I think a lot of the the, the what our inspiration is is what me and Roland listen to and then what like our friend group just continues to listen to as a whole. So like Nirvana, Zach Bryan, um, Tool. <laughs> <laughs> what's a tool? What's uh, uh DJ Diesel, yep. um, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel has a song called Feel Like I Do. Um, uh, It's really good. Man, <laughs> I don't remember what, what like our inspirations are. <laughs> I love Mipso. I love MIPSO so much. Have you heard MIPSO? They're, like, from here. Really? Yeah, they're amazing. You should listen to MIPSO. They're great. And my dream is to one day after, you know, we do this crazy punk thing that we get a little quiet and we do, like, a really small acoustic album. Oh. Um, That's where I get that from. That's really random.
0: Do you guys enjoy playing acoustic? (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) Gary loves
3: it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love playing in my band way more, though, like. I did the solo thing for a long time, for like five years before Ron asked me to be in the band. And um, this is the best, dude. To play music with your best friends is the coolest thing you can do, let alone the fact that someone asked us to come down on a Wednesday and do an interview. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome, so.
0: I'm glad to be a part of it.
1: Thank you so much for having us. This is just a, it's just a hoot, right? Like, I don't know. We're doing what we're doing. Absolute holler. Absolute holler. <laughs> In the words of um, that guy from Instagram that Ethan likes a lot. Will you hit him with it, Ethan, real quick? Just real close up on the mic. Will you hit him with it real quick?
3: It's the era, era. <laughs> supposed to be doing like a DJ spin. That's a tough era, one to era. put me on the spot with. <laughs> era, era.
1: <laughs> if I could explain the band, that's what it is. That's our sound. That's, that's your what, sound. Aaron, Aaron. That is us. Wow.
0: <laughs> cool. Okay, so you guys just came out with a new song just a few days ago with Maggie Robinson Road. Yeah. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So
0: what inspired this specific song?
1: Well, so 4440 for is uh Ryland's song. He wrote this like past January and he just kept playing this riff over and over and over and then we loved it. Um and we made a version of it and then, you know, we meet Ethan along the road and Ethan becomes this integral part of our band. But also he is in another band called Maggie Robinson Road, mm-hmm. and that's him and his buddy, and they did a remix of 4440, and it was just really cool to, that's the best part about creating is doing it with other people, and we try to do it with as many people as we can. And So far we've like, got to work with Ethan's band and our buddy Ollie, he's done a remix for us, and then we've worked with Yes Dude. And so whenever the opportunity comes that we can like make a collaboration with someone. It just really rips. Mm-hmm. It's a really good song, I'm really proud of Ethan for like what he did with the arrangement, he made it a little faster and it, it's a little different from what we usually put out because it's just really heavy. Mm-hmm. So, that, that, uh, Ethan, Ethan, you should tell us how this song feels to you.
3: Mm, well, this song f- like fills a, u- a really unique role in our set list. It's always kind of just our optional song at the end for if it's rowdy enough, it's just our mosh song. She's very simple, she's very loud, yeah. she's very fun. Um, I almost kind of like saw it the whole time As like a doom soundtrack Like those old 90s shooters That's what it feels like <laughs> uh-huh. So I tried really really hard to get a mix that sounded And felt like that And there's was like a goofy little side project That I ended up putting like a lot of hours into And I was mm-hmm. like we can actually use it if we want to <laughs>
1: And it's awesome If you guys want to tune in Do it <laughs> Just Do it <laughs>
0: Do you guys have any other upcoming projects or albums in the works? Oh
1: my gosh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I love to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we put out this like album called Mr. Pucky and the Star Destroyers, and it was just like remix or not remixes. It was just like it was like a mixtape, really. It was just a bunch of songs we made in the first couple of years, and we hadn't like dialed in our sound. But this album feels like we're like dialing it in. And it's that next step. Um, and there's softer moments and there's these big heavy moments and we've just figured out like we've got 12 songs and we're like probably 80% done. It's just tracking those last few little things and mm-hmm. that is what slows us down is we got to mix it, we got to record it, we got to master it and um it just takes time. And then, we're on the, and then we're on the road a lot or we're playing shows, whatever we can do. But yeah, the new album's cool. We have a new song coming in February and then that's kind of like the rollout and then tour in the summer
0: wow that's exciting stuff you guys
1: yeah i'm personally extremely excited for
3: it (laughs) it's like by far the most unique recording process i've ever seen for the album because me garrett and wells all do a good bit of producing so it's split almost evenly down to where we all produced different segments of it and each of us just recorded it in someone else's bedroom for each song so it feels really really homemade and like intimately done which is cool yeah and i think it's i think it's our best work it everything feels catchy everything feels good there's a good flow to it yeah and we're just now getting to the point where we have to start to be able to play it live it's scary <laughs> but it's it's gonna be really really cool next few months are gonna be exciting
1: yeah yeah what do you think ron what, what are you excited about man
2: uh it's pretty cool i don't know um tune which, in for some new bangers which one, so. which one
1: do you like the most <laughs> Say that again, Ronald, You don't know the names of any of the songs? I don't know the names of all of the songs on nice, the album. Nice. The album is called A Good Year for Hunting. Yep. And it's going to be out April 25th, I think. Can I hold you to that? I, I hope so. I really hope so. Yes, you can. Because okay. I'm too, um, what's the word? Stubborn? Stubborn to give up dates. Mm. Yeah. So that's our date, and we're going to stick to it. So yeah. Yes, okay.
0: ma'am. Okay. Well, I'm really excited. Thank you. And I think on that note, we're going to take a short break to play, y'all, The Dangers of Banjo Maintenance by none other than Cigarettes at Sunset. Uh,
1: uh.
0: We'll be right back. The Dangers of Banjo Maintenance by none other than Cigarettes at Sunset. What is the message or the inspiration behind that song in particular?
2: Um, It's about how dangerous it is to do maintenance on your banjo. Um, (laughs) It can be quite the tedious and um, treacherous task for you to perform.
0: Thank you so much
1: for that. Simply because I don't know. Where does that title come from? So, Rylan had the chords... And we were sitting there, and he just kept playing them. But Rylan has this banjo that sits at his house that doesn't have all the strings on it. But the, the bottom string was tuned and perfect. Um, and so the old demo is like, but it's just Rylan sitting there playing the chords back and forth, and I'm playing the banjo. Um, and we wrote like the first verse of the song, and then we kind of just left it. And then I was like, Rylan, what do you want to call it? And Rylan said, <laughs> the dangers of banjo maintenance.
0: Well now we gotta talk about your performances. Do you guys have anything coming up in particular?
1: Um yeah. We have two here in Raleigh. Whoa. Yay Woohoo. Wow. This in house audience is crazy, y'all. Um <laughs> yeah, we're playing on we're playing with Hot Wendy on, on the street or something on December first. I don't know where it is yet, but I know we're in Raleigh. Um and then December seventh. It's a Thursday. We are with Wilt and Step Friends at Neptunes, Mm -hmm. which we're stoked about. Everyone has told us good things about Neptunes. Mm -hmm. And um, then we're playing with Dexter and the Moon Rocks and Mitchell Ferguson in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Spartanburg is a crazy town. I recommend it for everyone. Everyone just so, so much going on down there. It's a venue that is in the middle of a police station and a... Scrapyard, scrap yard. a scrapyard, and it's like a mile long scrapyard. Um, so the vibes are just awesome, but it's gonna be a really cool show, and I uh, hope people come out.
3: And if you would like information for any of those things, don't feel inclined to, but you could check our Instagram for information on that.
1: <laughs> and if you needed a certain amount of words to find that, they would be cigarettes at sunset. You can also f- find that via Safari or Google Chrome or. <laughs> as my grandma uses Firefox, at www.cigarettesatsunset.com.
0: Cool. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) The whole mile. (laughs) All right. So when was your last performance? Early recently, (sighs) right?
1: Yeah. um, We just recently played at Petra's in Charlotte, which is a really cool spot, and we played with... um, Alexa Jensen and this dude named Leon Rosen, who is from New York slash San Francisco, I think. Um, very random show, I don't even, uh, we just got it because he had heard the dangers of banjo maintenance, mm. somehow. Um, and he messaged us and we got to go play, and Petra's is really cool, we love Charlotte. Um, some of our favorite bands are from Charlotte, like Seneca Burns and Home for the Day, and uh they definitely touch back on what like inspires us. I think their their music and like the the punk they carry is um, the punk sound that it's it's very it's very relevant for us when we go to the studio. We wanna we wanna make sure that we try to somehow bring that energy because like watching them play has been really cool for us.
0: I was just at Tap Room recently, and word around the street is you guys are kind of legends there. You play there a lot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know if "legends" would be the right <laughs> word, as if it is yeah. like slightly glorified house band, but it was, <laughs> it was kind of in that vein. I think uh, all of us have put in at least a good twenty five, yeah. thirty shows there.
1: Yeah, I um, man, we love tap. Tap has been real good to us. Like getting, getting shows. Like some people are really good at it, but we're uh not the best at emails. And I was really struggling to get us in the bar scene. Like we were really only playing house shows and stuff like that for the first like four or five months that we're playing and then uh, finally Tap, I messaged Tap and Tap was like absolutely, we'd love to have you and then um, we had just some of the best shows at Tap. We were just talking about it on the way here like just recently we played one of our favorite shows all together and it was at Tap and it was at like midnight and just so many good people that I don't know, I don't know why they like us but I really, <laughs> I really appreciate them because it, it, uh, it just gives us a chance to do what we love. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: So, why don't you tell us the stories about your first live performances?
1: Well, the first SIGS show was so crazy, (laughs) (laughs) and just so weird. We we never wanted to play music, and then our friend Grady um, invited us to play at his house show, and we had two weeks, and we didn't have a drummer, so our friend Owen bought a set of drums, and he learned them as fast as he could. We had eight songs. And then the day of the show it got canceled because it was an outside thing and the cops didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we were just like really like, we just had proved it to ourselves that we could play it live so we really wanted to do it. Um, so luckily we found a, a a spot called the Lizard Lot in uh, Boone and Ryland actually named it the Lizard Lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's across from the Harris Teeter and like, you know, a hundred people showed up or something, and our friend Barrett opened, and it was just so cool. It was the first time getting to see like how music can not just affect you, but like affect your community and affect the people that are around you, and our buddy, Ollie. We didn't have a bass player. Wells wasn't there yet. Um, our bass player was our friend, Ollie, who is uh, I grew up with and taught me everything I know about music, and um, it was a special night. I loved it.
2: It was <laughs> a lot of fun. It was really crazy. We like barely pulled it off, but-
1: So- so barely, just so barely pulled it off. <laughs> and it was great. Yeah, yeah, this is what we needed to do.
0: So do you guys tend to practice any band rituals before you go on stage?
2: Yeah, we do. Every single time before we go on, we all put our hands in, and we
1: do some sort of chant on three. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chant on three is important. I mean, Sarah is very... Um, always late. late. She's always late. <laughs> But when she's late, it's because she's like very like she wants us to have a sweet treat. Um, Sarah Sarah likes sweet treats, so she gets us a bunch of sweet treats. Like uh, she introduced cake pops to us oh. from Starbucks. Um,
2: that's about it. Yeah,
1: that's about it. And she always brings us coffee. And yep. I once again, I, Lucy, I forgot what the question was. That's okay. Cool. We'll move on. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs>
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Oh, that's such a sweet sign, sir, in the back. Your name's Rob? Oh, my gosh. You are from Ohio? Long
0: drive to get here. Long
1: drive. Thank you, Rob.
0: Okay. So, Boone is a really musical environment for up-and-coming bands. How do you feel that, like, living and performing in Boone has influenced your band in a good way, in a bad way?
3: I think it's just about, like, all good things. It can definitely give you a bit of a false expectation of like how much investment people might have in live music in other towns, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not a bad thing. Like it's Boone's a really easy town to go out and see a lot of variety in performance and a lot of diversity in different sound, and it's kind of surprising that such a small and tiny place has that vibrant of a community. It's really yeah, rare is, and cool to that really cool. have that of our foundation.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I, Boone is just like, man, there's so many talented guys that are playing there. I mean, you know, we were talking about Babe Haven. Babe Haven, that's how we know them is they were in Boone. They were the name. Um, and then you've got people like Yes Dude and Something Comforting and Solostalgia. Um, I don't know, just all these people. They're great people. And that's the best part is we play with them and we've played with them a couple times, you know, and we all stand around each other and we're a little awkward because none of us remember each other's names, but we don't want to let each other know that we forgot each other's names, but we love music and just like all the people that are in Boone are great and they're good people and they care about the music and that's what matters. I think that's like, as long as as long as long a band that we're playing with is there to make music and uh, do it for the community of it all and uh, I don't know, there has to be some deeper healing aspect to it for me so as long as a band feels that way to me it's just like i think it's really magical and boone has that boone for sure has that
0: boone is a great place to have your roots in
1: yeah yeah i um but like it is interesting like going out and coming to raleigh and going to georgia it's just it's tougher and you got to have sharp teeth and you got to be you got to be ready to bite off more than you can chew because that's just how the world works it's fast and you got to keep up
3: we do love that though i love it <laughs> yeah it is a, it is
1: Yeah, it's the best part, right?
0: So, closing off, we're going to be playing for you guys an unreleased song by Cigarettes at Sunset. What? And before we go, could you guys tell us a little about the song Shoulder Blades?
1: (laughs) Well, I wrote Shoulder Blades a little bit before Banjo Maintenance, and then I forgot about it for a really long time. Um, But then there was one day uh in this past summer that I was I was recording and I wanted to make this demo and then it just felt really good and so I sent it to everybody and it was like kind of just to go back how we like make music is like you know wells will make a demo I'll make a demo Ethan will make a demo Ronald will make a demo and we'll send it to each other and just see how it feels and this time was special because Sarah liked it all right this is huge <laughs> some it takes a long time for Sarah to critique a song for her to like be like all right I'm behind this um and she she liked it off the bat, and really it just got me stoked. And I love this song. I don't usually write like happy love songs, and this one's a happy love song. <laughs> um, and so I hope if anything, it makes you think about the ones you love and their shoulders. That was beautiful. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Hey, real quick, everybody here in the audience, I'm talking to you, Rob. Thanks, man.
3: It up yeah Rob yeah, give it, it up for the
1: audience today y'all and more importantly give it up you it up for DJ lucid over here at WKNC uh, Let's give it up Rob Rob no security <laughs> security can you grab Rob? Rob you can't take your shirt off in here, man.
0: Wow, thank you guys so much.
1: <laughs> thank you thank you
0: So why don't you remind the listeners where they can stalk your socials and listen to your released music?
1: you want to find us on instagram it's really easy it's cigarettes dot at dot sunset if you want to find us on the web it's cigarettes at sunset dot com um we don't know how to use facebook or uh, what the kids are calling x now so that's really the only things we use if you have any questions if you want to book us at a show please just message us we'll message you back um it's usually all of us running the instagram and none of us know how to talk to people so let's do this together
2: um, we're on all the streaming platforms nice. like you know Spotify nice. Apple Music Ooh. SoundCloud yeah. Limewire Oh Limewire YouTube <laughs> Roku TV <laughs> HBO Max and Netflix and that's about it
0: you guys heard that. It's been a pleasure to meet you all. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to me today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank for you once again. Yeah. yeah.
0: Woo! Whoa, listen to that crowd.
1: Hundreds. Hundreds.
0: I appreciate y'all for tuning in, and you can check out the interviews I do with other local artists at wknc.org slash podcasts by clicking on Off the Record i'm dj lucid this is off the record and you were just listening to cigarettes at sunset on wknc 88.1 fm hd1 raleigh i'ma send y'all off with one more song by our friends called shoulder blades that is currently unreleased so make sure to tune in (laughs) thank you for listening and i'll catch you next time
1: let's get lost out on the blue ridge watching the clouds roll Those shoulder blades are like angel wings. They can cut through just about anything. Those shoulder blades are like angel wings. They can cut through just about anything. Are you on